Welcome to Storytime with T.L. Rutledge. This is your narrator speaking. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Chapter 9, The Silver Thorn, 1204, France. Marcus carefully followed the trail the wild beasts had left, and soon he reached a clearing. Almost immediately, he realized he wasn't alone. Ahead, he could see two men sitting around a campfire. There was something strange about these men. They sat before an old ruin, and with his foundation crumbled by weather, or perhaps war. As Marcus approached, bile filled his mouth when he looked up around the campsite. Large wolf heads were skewered haphazardly upon spikes like trophies, and fresh blood was dripping down in, into rivulets, soaking the grass and dirt beneath the spikes. Marcus knew he had found the place he was searching for. As he leaned in for a closer look, a branch that had been bearing his weight suddenly snapped, and he tumbled forward conspicuously into the clearing. The two men darted up from their seats with weapons ready and pointed in the direction of the noise. Marcus looked up at them as they approached him cautiously. Look at what we got here, said one whose accent branded him as Irish. Seems like a car stuff a spy. He was taller than the other man and they were the same size as Marcus. He had many scarves and scratches put down his arms, which Marcus assumed came from fighting lichens. Marcus stood up from the ground gingerly. I'm sorry, I just lost my way. Could you point back to the road? Tis your lucky day, mate, the other replied with an Irish accent as well. Though this man wasn't as large as the other, he looked Marcus over and seemed to be assessing him. Marcus suspected he was the smarter of the two. You'll be coming with us now. The tall one added as a slow smile crept across his face. Well, that's where you're wrong, Marcus replied instantly, grabbing a hold of a smaller man and throwing him into the companion, who toppled over like a felled tree. Marcus snatched a blade from near the fire and battled both at the same time. He expertly dodged a misjab and used the ability and strength of the beast to decapitate the shorter man with one swipe of his blade. The tall, brooding man quickly darted in front of his companion's body. You seem strong, stronger than the average man, he jeered. You must be a lichen. Once again, his devious grin returned. Just then, a third companion entered the clearing from the woods. After one look at the dead man on the ground, he turned and bolted back among the trees. Marcus acted quickly and threw his sword at the fleeing man, impaling his back and stopping him in his tracks. Now Marcus was weaponless against his final foe. The tall man took a wide swing but missed, and Marcus searched around for another weapon but found none. A nagging voice in his mind reminded him that the man had called him a lichen, but Marcus didn't know what that word meant. Why did you call me a lichen? Marcus asked as he circled his enemy. Cause that's what you are, the man shouted like a battle cry, charging Marcus with his sword high. Marcus blocked the swing of his sword with his arm as the blade shattered into pieces. He quickly grabbed the man's throat with his other hand and lifted him high into the air. Answer my question, let you live, Marcus boomed. The man kicked and fought as he struggled to breathe, but as he, as he didn't make any indication that he was willing to speak. What is it like in? Marcus asked to get, Marcus questioned again. The man still refused to answer, and instead only sneered. Marcus quickly saw the man's eyes glance away from him at something else, someone behind him, trying to flank him. Marcus spun around quickly, using the tall man as a shield against whatever danger that sneaked up on him. A silver sword impaled the man's body, the tip coming within inches of Marcus's chest. Marcus threw the dead man to the side for now, weaponless, not for now, the weapon, now weaponless man standing beside him. 
The man panicked and tried to run, but Marcus caught him and threw him into the ground. The man reached for a small silver blade, but before he had it in his grasp, Marcus stomped on his hand, crushing his bones. The man screamed in agony and desperately looked around to call for help, but Marcus quickly stomped on his skull, silencing him before he could utter a sound. Marcus feared he wouldn't find the answers inside an old ruin filled with men who would try to kill him, but he owed it to that fallen beast to let to least save those who were being kept captive inside there. Marcus took one last look around before stealing, stealing into the old ruin. Marcus stepped past the broken gate and into the ruin. He walked along the crumbled wall with holes in the ceiling that allowed the moonlight to shine down inside, as well as holes in the walls around him. Random campfires lit the path before him, but no other hunters were seen. Marcus crept along the hall until he reached a stone stairwell that descended deeper into the earth. As he followed it downward, the moonlight began to fade away. Some candles illuminated the otherwise very dark chamber, and as Marcus stepped through a doorway, he realized he was in an old fort's dungeon. Many similar beasts, some dead and others were barely alive, were strung up with chains while others were set caged like wild animals. Marcus approached one that was hanging to hear its ragged breathing, though it appeared to be unconscious. He looked about the room and saw that there had at least be 20 prisoned. More than half, however, were already dead. He heard chains rustling behind him, and Marcus quickly turned around to see one struggling to free himself. With relief, Marcus ran over to the cell. The beast looked up at him with a panic in his wild eyes. His fur was dark brown, much different than the other blackened fur of his, of his beast. I'm not here to harm you, Marcus told him. I'm here to free you and the others. The beast crawled forward and sniffed the air around him. You are lichen like us, aren't you? Marcus nodded, though he still didn't know what being a lichen meant. Stand back. Now and I'll break the door down the door. Just find the key, the lichen told him. Don't want to alert the thorn that you're here. The thorn. The silver thorn. The lichen hunters. You have ventured into their fortress, the lichen replied. His voice was weak. He seemed to be sedated. Where can I find the key? Marcus urged. The commander. He worries him on his belt. He'll be up in the tower. I'll come back with you. I promise, Marcus told him. Be careful, the lichen warned. There's enough silver in here to find all the coffers in Europe. Marcus nodded and pressed forward, following the path to the dungeons. Countless other weapons glimmered upon the walls as he passed them by. He hurried his pace and found himself ascending up the stairwell. He reached another corridor, but this time he wasn't alone. Several men stood around a burning fire. Some were sharpening their silver swords, while others were testing the string of their bow. Marcus knew the silver would ha do him harm, but he had no choice but to get through them to find the key to unlock the cells in the dungeon. Marcus stepped out into the hall and allowed the men to see him. Strangely, they didn't grab the weapons to attack Marcus, and so they looked at him as if he were an ally. One of the men spoke up, spoke up. Aren't you supposed to be guarding the door? Marcus quickly realized that they assumed he was a tall Irishman, so they cleared his throat and mustered his best Irish accent he could. He could. The commander wants you guys want to lock the gate. Give, a, give us a bit of rest. That's so? The one with the bow asked. Marcus nodded but didn't reply. He wasn't sure his voice was similar to the Irishman as his build, but he didn't want to push his luck. Another stood and sheathed his sword. Well now, lads, let's get moving then. The others mimicked him and approached Marcus, who quickly stepped aside out of the way. He knew it was only a matter of time before they found the bodies below, 
but at least he knew how far away they would, would be when he found them. As the men descended into the dungeons, Marcus continued down the hall and reached the door. He opened it as quietly as he could, and behind it was a set of spiral stair staircase that Marcus assumed led up to the tower. He started to climb, and as he neared closer to the top, he could hear someone shouting. He approached another door and stood behind it to listen. You fools! A loud and angry voice bellowed. Do you realize what you have cost me? What you have cost the thorn? Sir, it broke free! Someone began, but soon he was cut off by the strong voice again. It broke free because you used iron instead of silver! Dung for brains you've got! He barked. It was sedated! We didn't think... Instead of a voice cutting him off, there was a loud thud, as if the muttering man was knocked off his feet. Silence! The loud man shouted. I should have you both beheaded for your stupidity! He then paused and paced around the room before answering. You will bring the beast back to me, or it will be your head that mounts on spikes. Footsteps approached the door as Marcus tried to hide him behind it. The door opened quickly, nearly smacking Marcus in the face. The two men appeared to be distraught, too distraught to notice Marcus standing there, and they continued on their way. Marcus sighed and looked into the room to see a man of brawny stature walk toward a large desk. A large bag of spilled silver sat upon it. Marcus spotted a silver blade of, of, of a unique design hanging upon the wall. The blade was curved, much like a scythe. A fire roared in the fireplace, and skinned lichens covered the stone floors. Marcus watched the commander closely as he sat down in his plush chair and counted the silver on his desk. He knew he wouldn't be able to fool this man. He had no choice but to fight him. Marcus entered the room and closed the door behind him. The leader looked up from his desk to see Marcus. You have one of my men, the man said, looking at Marcus curiously. Looking to join the Silver Thorn. Marcus shook his head. No, I'm looking to finish it. The man showed no outward reaction. And why is that? The Silver Thorn is a cruel organization, Marcus told him. You torture and kill innocent creatures. The man let out a loud guffaw. Innocent, you say? He stood up slowly and walked around his desk to face Marcus. Innocent creatures wouldn't slaughter my wife and child. Innocent creatures wouldn't raid and terrorize villages. No, my friend. Lycans are not innocent creatures. They're savage animals. Some are, but not all of them. What's it to you? The commander pressed his finger to Marcus's chest. If I've imprisoned one of your kin, I will release him to you, and you can both be on your way. I'm not here for one lycan. I'm here for all of them. I came to grant them their freedom. Marcus's unwavering glare never left the commander's face. The only way you will release them is if you kill me and all my men. The commander maintained his outward calm, but Marcus could sense that he was bullying on the inside. That is my plan. In a split second, the commander darted to the weapon rack and retrieved the silver scythe. Marcus approached cautiously, still weaponless. You are a fool for coming here, he told Marcus. Even more fools should come here without a weapon. I am the weapon. Marcus roared as his lichen form burst through his skin. The commander charged at him, deftly wielding his blade, but Marcus dodged every swing. Marcus grabbed a handful of silver coins and threw him at the commander's face to distract him as he plowed the man's body into the wall. The sighs clattered to the floor as he stumbled to retrieve it. Marcus felt a pain in his arm and then looked to see that he had been slightly nicked by the blade. Thankfully, it was just a flesh wound. This wound, however, didn't heal immediately like he had expected. The commander had retrieved his blade once more and was rushing towards him, but Marcus reacted quickly. 
He picked up the entire desk and threw it at the commander, crushing him beneath his massive weight. The side landed in the fire, well out of the commander's reach. Marcus approached him and glared down at his face as he breathed his final breath. He searched his corpse for the keys and found them all intact. Marcus turned to hear shouting coming up from the stairs. The hunters had found the bodies. The door burst open and two men stood quivering at Marcus's towering presence. Before they could retreat, he pounced upon them, tearing in the pieces. Marcus dashed down the stairs and back to the dungeon. He was still holding the keys, but tossed them aside. Their commander was dead, and the other would soon know he was there, but no, there was no use for stealth now. Marcus approached the cell where he had spoken to the other lichen and broke open the door. Inside, he broke the chains that held the beast captive and stood him up. Can you walk? Marcus asked him. The beast nodded. Marcus went about the room, freeing the other lichens that were still alive. Many didn't speak at all, but they didn't harm Marcus either. After he broke them, uh, broke them free of their bonds, Marcus told them to kill the remaining Silverthorn hunters. The beasts charged their way out of the dungeon as Marcus returned to his friend and led him out of the old fortress. Outside, they found that all the hunters had perished at the hands of the lichens. Some of the lichens had also perished at the hands of the hunters. We should transform back into our human state so we don't draw anyone's attention to ourselves, Marcus commanded. The lichen from the cell nodded and walked into the woods. Marcus followed and transformed. The other lichens did as well. The man he had befriended was tall with wide shoulders. His hair was long, and he had a ragged-looking beard. He also appeared much older than Marcus had expected. Several wrinkles were etched below his eyes. Thank you, my friend, he told Marcus, extending his hand. My name is Garvin. Marcus shook his hand. I'm Marcus. It's an honor. We should leave this place now, Marcus. They have more outposts in the woods. Marcus followed Garvin. I have questions. I'll answer them to the best of my ability. What is a lichen? Marcus asked. For some reason, he felt foolish for asking such a question. A lichen is a man who takes the shape of a wolf. They're also known as werewolves, Garvin explained. When there is a full moon, they break free. Unless you can control the beast, as you seem to do, as seem to you know how to do. Tell me, how long have you been a lichen? Garvin asked. A little over a month. Garvin looked impressed. Only a month? You must be very strong-willed, my friend. How long did it take you to control your inner beast? Marcus asked. Several months. Some take years to master it, but most never conquer it, unfortunately. My wounds heal immediately. Why? Being a lichen gives you immortality. Garvin replied, looking back at him and noticing Marcus's bloody arm. Silver wounds, however, take longer to heal. I thought silver killed lichens, Marcus asked. It does, Garvin replied. But only when the wound is deep enough will the poison will it poison the blood. However, you'll soon learn that you can survive a deep wound with the proper understanding of how the beast operates. How can I do that? Each lichen is different. You must find your own way. You mentioned being a lichen makes use makes us unmortal mortal. So will will not age. You will not Age past your thirtieth year, Garvin explained. However, if you're like me, and you were bitten at an advanced age, you will remain at the age which you were bitten. They reached the edge of the forest, where they stopped before they crossed the road. Well, my friend, Garvin began, I owe you my life, and I hope that we meet again sometime. I must return to my family now. I have been away from them for far too long, Garvin told him, extending his hand. Marcus shook it, shook it wholeheartedly. 
Godspeed, my friend. And with that, Garvin was gone. Marcus now had some understanding of what it meant to be a lichen, though with every new piece of information he learned, new questions entered his mind. But, like Garvin, he too was ready to return home. Thank you for listening to Chapter 9, The Silver Thorn. The next chapter will be Chapter 10, The Crossing, and it will follow Alexander and Jal on their way back to Lundy. Thank you for listening, and have a great week.